Hi, you're listening to Jack Loves TV. Each week, I sit down with one of my friends and discuss one of our favorite TV shows. This week, I am actually going at it alone. Um, the guest that I had scheduled for today to record, unfortunately, had to cancel last minute. So I figured since it's been a minute since I've given you an episode, I should just give you an episode of just me. How wonderful is that? So today, I am going to be talking about my first impressions of some of the new shows that have come out because there's been a handful and kind of go over some of the bigger news stories that have happened since I last spoke to all of you. How wonderful is that? So I'm very excited that we're in the fall season and all the shows are coming back and some of them are coming back so strong. Like Good Place is obviously amazing. It will never not be amazing. And Bob's Burgers, I'm so happy is back. Shameless is going in weird places, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's one of those shows where they have gone, they've jumped the shark at this point, and they're just going with it, which, fine. I'm okay with that. They're in their ninth season. They're allowed. I am dying to start 12 Monkeys, because I just, I love Emily Hampshire, and I want to see her in more things. But unfortunately, because we are in the fall, I no longer can binge anything, including Forever, which is a show with Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph on Amazon, which I've heard amazing things about, and I so badly want to watch it, but I have so many other things to watch. So let's get into some news stories first one that I want to cover is that Bill Cosby is to serve three to 10 years in prison after his sexual assault conviction. Now, this is based on one accuser with three counts of sexual assault, despite there being more than 60 accusers. So, you know, particularly after this whole Kavanaugh horror show, you know, it's it's so obvious whose side prosecutors are on you know, that they are not on the side of the survivor or victim, however you want to phrase it, but they, for some reason, want to keep protecting these garbage men when, hilariously, there are way more, like, better men out there who don't sexually assault people that we could give jobs to, but instead, we're choosing to protect terrible, awful men because what about the art that we'll lose from them? Funny story, what about all of the art that we've lost from women, from other victims who have stopped doing what they wanted to do because of the scary uphill battle of will I have to do something for this person or will they do something to me? You know, I'm I'm happy that Bill Cosby is serving his time. I'm mad that it's the one person of color who's being accused who's serving time go figure you know it's you know kevin spacey won't serve any time brett kavanaugh won't serve any time you know all of these uh, you know weinstein thank god is getting some comeuppance though the amount of time he'll probably spend in prison is probably little because he's got money and people for some reason want to protect him even though he's terrible. So I'm at a loss at a certain point. Along that same lines, 
is that Vinny Favale, the senior vice president of talent at CBS, has been placed on administrative leave for following multiple allegations of sexual and homophobic language in the workplace. So, you know, in in one instance, Favelle allegedly told a coworker that he got, quote-unquote, four erections while watching singer Jennifer Hudson rehearse for a 2015 appearance on Colbert's show. And he's also said to have made derogatory comments about Colbert's sexuality, which, like, okay, here's the thing. We can all agree that all of that is incorrect. He should not have been making comments about Jennifer Hudson. It is, like, one thing to, like, have those feelings, but you can keep those feelings to yourself. You can keep those thoughts to yourself. You know, it costs zero dollars to not be this way. You know, it costs zero dollars to shut up. It's amazing how that works. So, obviously, that is completely false. And the thing about Colbert's sexuality, and for those of you who have known me for a long time, know that I deeply love Stephen Colbert. He is one of my favorite people on this planet. I think he's a genius, and he's so sweet, and he cares so much about his job and the people around him. And to make comments about his sexuality is so false because, you know, Stephen identifies as straight and he's married to Evie McGee, who he's been married to for a very long time. They have three lovely children. I was not kidding when I know a lot about Stephen Colbert. And to make those comments about his sexuality is, you know, and I can just assume, you know, that he was saying that Colbert was gay. But here's the thing is that Colbert is one of those rare straight men who is so comfortable in his sexuality that he's like, I don't care if I'm affectionate with other men because I know who I am and I know what I'm about. You know, he has a very, very close relationship with um, um, with Paul Danello, who he's worked with for decades with, you know, they did Strangers with Candy and they've did Exit 57, and he was a writer on Colbert's show. He's a writer on Colbert's show now. You know, he also does some directing. You know, Paul's all over the place, and they have a very, very close relationship, and they're not afraid to be physically affectionate with one another. And so I'm just like, I'm so incensed about that, not only as a queer person, but as somebody who just, I love Stephen Colbert, and he is a wonderful person who does not deserve comments about him. So I hope that his placed on leave ends up in a firing or a resignation because that would be very nice. Steven even spoke about the allegations and it was very diplomatic and it was very clear that somebody was protecting him, you know, in the company, which it's like, once again, why are we protecting terrible people when there are plenty other good people who would be excellent in that job who don't sexually harass people. It's amazing what people will do to protect horrible, horrible individuals. In lighter news, Robert Robert Greenblatt has exited NBC as chairman. He will be succeeded by George Cheeks and Paul Telegdi, and it's a big deal that... Robert Greenblatt is stepping down because he has so radically transformed NBC. And, you know, for a while, I, so I harp on about 
NBC sometimes because they they were so they rode the coattails of 30 Rock and The Office for so long because they had them in their especially their comedy block for so long that they forgot how to do good comedies. If you look at NBC's slate from I don't know, say like 2010 to like 2015, you know, they have a good five years where there were just a lot of choices that were made obviously before that time that was like, oh, well, you know, we don't need to really focus on this stuff because we've got, you know, these two amazing shows that'll go on forever. Spoiler alert, they didn't. So you'll see in those lineups that like their comedy block is just horrible. Shows did not stick around at all. But now, you know, Thursday nights on NBC are amazing. You have The Good Place. You've got Superstore. You've got The Return of Will and Grace, which I have mixed feelings about. And, but it's doing well. So it's like, on the one hand, like, fine, it's good. But on the other hand, it shouldn't exist. And, you know, they're doing really great stuff. And I'm so happy that, you know, they were able to turn it around and I'm really excited to see where, you know, these two co-chairmen take NBC. It'll be really exciting. James Lipton is stepping down at Inside the Actor Studio and it's, it shocked me when I read that because he is, he is Inside the Actor Studio. You know, you cannot think of that show without thinking of James Lipton. He is such an institution in especially the acting world of TV and film, that it's mind-blowing that he's stepping down. But he'll be replaced by a rotating guest host, which I think is a really smart move because they're saying like, well, no one can fully replace James, so we're just going to pick people that will fit well against whoever the guest is, which, you know, makes sense. I'm anticipating some, you know, Matt Damon... And Ben Affleck, you know, interviewing each other, because that's bound to happen. And the last piece of news that is just, I just saw it right before I started recording, and it just, it's the show that will never die. It's the Heathers reboot. It will be showed over five nights, and it's just, it was such an ill-advised idea to set it's like on the one hand it's like great love representation but like let's not have representation of villains for your minority characters particularly your queer characters because villains are already naturally very queer coded i could do a whole episode on just queer coded villains you know what i'll probably do one because it's a really interesting topic and it's just it's just the show that will never die and i hope that it being aired over these five nights will finally put an end to this whole saga because I want it to be aired for the actor's sake and for the folks that worked on the show for their sake, you know, but for the people who made some of these decisions, like, ugh, you are going by the skin of your teeth right now. You got very, very lucky. So... On the renewal and cancellations front, we got a couple renewals. Titans, Queen of the South, 
and Mayans MC all got renewed over the last few weeks. And the cancellations were I'm Dying Up Here and Outcasts. I'm kind of bummed about I'm Dying Up Here because I want to see that show. I'll probably still watch it, but, you know, it's always nice when there's new episodes coming out and you're not, not like, oh, well, that was two seasons and that I guess that's it. Or as my mom puts it, when we watched Firefly for the first time, we watched we binge watched the whole thing in one sitting during spring break one year, and it finished. And she looks at me and goes, "That's it." I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, there's a movie." She's like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "Well, my friend didn't give it to me." She's like, "Well, call him up, have him bring it over." I'm like, "It is three o'clock in the morning. He goes to bed by ten. That is not happening." <laughs> so it was, you know. It's it's always a bummer when you see things that you enjoyed get canceled kind of early. So I'm I'm hoping I'm dying up here is one of those, but we'll see. I haven't seen it yet, but I I've heard that people enjoyed it. So let's talk about some of these new shows. I know that we did a whole two-parter on just going down the list of all of these new pilots that were coming out and I have thankfully watched some of them. Some of them have not aired yet. I just want to say that right now. And some of them I have no intention of watching. Like, I will not be watching FBI because Dick Wolf does not need my eyeballs. You know, that man will be fine. You know, there's there's a couple other shows that I have no interest in watching. And that's fine. I don't have time either because I still have all my old stuff to watch. So... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So the first show that I want to talk about is God Friended Me. So the pilot just aired uh, last week, and the second episode is actually airing the night that I'm recording this on Sunday. So I haven't seen the second episode. The first episode, I liked it. I really, really love the lead actor on it. I think he is just so great. He was wonderful in The Mayor. And uh, Brandon Michael Hall is his name. And he is so charming and he's such a great lead. And I really hope that this show works out because the mayor should have worked out because it was a great show. I just don't think it was the right time for it. But God Friended Me is about a... So I'm not going to read the description. I'm going based on what I remember from watching the show because I think that's more important, kind of what sticks out. So he is a, he's a podcast host. He's an atheist and he does these like religious discussions with religious figures where they debate religion and spirituality. And he ends up getting a friend request from God after he, you know, and he saves a man's life and then he goes and he saves someone else's and, you know, he ends up befriending this girl where they then are, you know, they've kind of teamed up to try and figure out, you know, who's running the God account and if it's a person or if it's really God. And it's really cute. They go on this little like mystery adventure. So it has a little bit of a mystery element to it, an investigation aspect as well as religion. And if it's, you know, I'm interested to see where the show goes. I really, really, really hope they don't do the cop-out of him. He's a very staunch atheist in the show, and I'm really hoping that they don't do the whole cop-out of him, like, finding religion and becoming extremely spiritual at the end because I think I think that's an easy way out, and I think that's 
not fully exploring how religion and spirituality can affect people even if they don't believe in God and how, you know, morals and values can be just as potent as a belief in God. So I really hope that they go that direction. If if anything, I really, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's it wasn't the strongest pilot by far, but it was good. Rel, Rel has had a couple episodes come out. The first episode came out actually a few weeks ago. They they premiered it on Hulu, which I was not sold on the pilot. Uh, it's about is by Lil Rel Howery, and if you don't know who he is, he played the best friend of Chris in the movie Get Out. He was the best friend who was the TSA agent, and this is based on a real story of him getting a divorce from his wife and her taking the kids and. He is now living alone in Chicago, which, of course, I'm sold. I'll watch it. Anything set in Chicago, I will watch it. And it's kind of about his experiences and, you know, living alone and just rediscovering this bachelor lifestyle after this divorce. First episode wasn't quite sold. I There were aspects of it that I just like, you know, sometimes when you they get too deep into introducing the characters that you really don't get to know any of them. But the second episode, I felt, was a lot stronger. You actually got to see the characters be more of themselves. And it was actually quite a bottle episode in a way because they didn't leave the apartment building. And I thought that was really well done. It's very weird because Rel plays not only himself, but he'll play like a secondary character, like a like a special guest character on the show. And it's it's a little trippy and I don't think I like it but we'll see what other characters he plays for that. The Neighborhood, which is the show about a white family that moves into a black neighborhood in LA. It stars Cedric the Entertainer and a few of the, the, the coincidentally, the two actors that play the white couple, they have changed. So now it is Max Greenfeld and Beth Bears, both known for Schmidt from New Girl and... Caroline from Two Broke Girls, respectively. So it was, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm really hoping that the the rest of the show isn't as, it doesn't hit you over the head so much about like, oh, well, you know, our families are different, but you know, we can all get along because of the same values. It's like, we get it. We live in Trump's America. We're very aware of this. You don't have to keep hitting us over the head with it. So I'm hoping that that's kind of the end of that because I'm going to grow very weary of the show if they keep doing that. But it's only been one episode and it was the pilot, so, you know, don't don't judge a show entirely on its pilot because that is the calling card and that is the way that they're trying to sell the show. And so a lot of times the way that they have to sell it isn't necessarily the same as what the show will ultimately be. You'll actually notice that there are some shows out there that they don't even give you the pilot. You won't ever see it because that was what they used to sell it, but they didn't, but it doesn't match what the show ended up being. For instance, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has a pilot that they use that has no music in it that is, you know, it was originally slated for showtime it was for a premium or a cable network and 
They got picked up by CBS, which is not a premium or cable network. So the pilot that they originally shot is just so vastly different from what they ended up filming. And we'll probably never see it unless they, you know, put it on a DVD set, which no one buys those anymore. Let's be real. The next show that I watched with a pilot is Happy Together, which is about a couple who they're kind of boring, let's be real, and their lives get upended by a client of the husband, Jake, who's played by Damon Wayans Jr., which is wonderful. I'm so glad to see him having a job. And the the celebrity ends up moving in with them because he's trying to sort his life out and out of the spotlight. And so it stars Damon Wayans Jr. and Amber Stevens West. And she's wonderful too. Like they're both lovely actors. They're both very charming. But like, oh, oh, I was not sold on that pilot. It was, it was rough goings. It's just like, it is, it's one of those shows where you can basically read the script as you are watching it. So you're basically seeing them just do the script. They're not really adding anything to it. It's a cute show. If you really like two very charming leads, the the celebrity that moves in with them, the the client, I could take or leave. He's fine. But the other two, they're very, very charming. And Jake and Claire are a cute couple. And it's going to be interesting to see like where they take the show and if it gets better. It's been, I think, the only pilot that I've been truly disappointed about. But then again, I really wasn't too stoked for it in the first place. The next show that I actually watched both episodes last night was New Amsterdam. And I was putting off watching the show until everybody online was like, New Amsterdam is amazing. I'm like, all right, fine. And I have to agree. It's a great, great show. It's about a doctor who is the new medical director and he goes to Bellevue Hospital which is in New York and he goes there to basically just upend the place and fight against the bureaucracy that's there it's based on a true story and it's it's really good the lead actor is also incredibly charming and he carries the show very well his name's Ryan Eggold I've never seen him in anything before. So I'm I'm looking through his IMDb and like he's been in stuff but like nothing really of note except for Black Klansman which was recent. So hey, it's oh, he was in 90210 which I didn't watch. Sorry everybody. I'm not a 90210 fan. Go figure. Does that surprise you? Probably not. But it's a good show. It's really good. It keeps the suspense up. They really do a great job balancing all of the departments and all of the issues that are going on. And I think it's really wonderful. And it's a great, hopeful show. And there's a lot of moving pieces to it. And I really, really appreciate it. So I am I can't wait for the next episode. I'm usually not one for medical dramas. House is like my only exception. So I'm really excited. This is like the opposite of House. (laughs) I mean, well, actually, is it? I mean, energetically, like the the lead character is the opposite of House because he like wants to help people and not just solve 
mysteries. Like, he's very into, like, the people and the, you know, and making sure that medicine is holistic. But, you know, they both enjoy bucking against the system. So I guess it's, you know, the same. And I'm very into that. So this show, I was so delightfully surprised by. Single Parents is so good. It is so funny. Taryn Killam and... uh. Uh, I always forget how to say her name. Uh, Leighton Meester are amazing. Brad Garrett is fantastic. There, it's just, it's so funny. It is honestly such a funny show, and the kids are 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 super funny. Obviously, the adults are very funny, and it's. It's a delightful take on single parenthood, and it's so welcome, and Taryn Killam's character is so lovely and nice, and he just wants to take care of his daughter, which is adorable, and I love the situations that they get themselves in, and it's it's a cute show. I highly, I think of, I think of actually all of the half-hour comedies, that is the one I recommend the most. That's aired thus far i feel bad is a new one starring uh sarayu blue and she plays a mom who feels bad about how she's doing in motherhood and you know she feels bad about lying to her kids she feels bad about taking breaks in being a mom you know she's struggling through parenthood and i think it's great to see her being a working mom, but also, you know, feeling bad about not being the stellar parent that, you know, she wants to be, desires to be, but often fails to be. And I think it's really helpful to see that reflected on TV, saying, like, your motherhood does not have to be perfect. And as long as you're there for your family and for your kids, that's what matters. So it's a cute show. And three episodes have aired already. Highly recommend. The next one is The Cool Kids, which, like, <sighs> I I have a mixed feeling about The Cool Kids. It's, it's Charlie Day, so I am more apt to give it room. But I think Dad's... The last show that I saw Martin Mull in, like, so soured me towards him that I just, like, I cannot stand him. And it kills me because, like, I've loved him in all the other shows he's been in. You know, he's guest starred on Psych. He's great in Clue. You know, I, I've loved him in all the things I've seen him in except for Dad's because dad's was a garbage fire and i want to like the cool kids because it's a it's actually a pretty funny show so i'm gonna have to give it more episodes before i can finally you know give it give it the go ahead so we'll we'll see how it goes but otherwise that is all of the new shows that i have watched thus far there's probably a lot more other shows that I highly recommend, I'm not doing the 30-second pitch because this whole thing is a 30-minute pitch. So other shows that I recommend that are returning, Doctor Who came back 
this week and with the new doctor played by Jodie Whittaker, it's wonderful. She's delightful. I love her to pieces and she can stay. I'm very, very happy. Superstore came back and I'm, I, Superstore is like the little show that could. It, when it aired, I was like, this is a great show. It's not gonna last. It'll get canceled after two seasons and that'll be it. And it's on season four. So I was, I'm happy to be proved wrong. Great. I've been watching I Love You America, which is Sarah Silverman's show on Hulu. Highly recommend. It's her talk show, basically. And she tackles all these political things and talking about why she loves America and what, you know, her problems are with it. And, you know, it is, you can love something and be critical of something at the same time. And I think that's something that people, some people need to learn or remember is that we live in a world of gray. Things are not black and white. You can't just write people off. You have to find a medium place with it. I've also been talked into rewatching or starting up 911 again, which we'll see. It got too campy for me, so we'll see how this goes. I have yet to watch Manifest. I haven't heard stellar things. I've heard mixed reviews on it, so I will watch it and get back to all of you. Until then, I want to thank everybody for listening especially on this short episode, just kind of like fill the gap. Next week will be a full episode and there should be another episode airing this week from a couple weeks ago. And I want to thank my cats for being quiet while I record. They were not right before. I want to thank my producer Christian for everything he does. And I'm part of the Zeitheist Network and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.